Hello and welcome back to the MMA Judgment. I'm Jay. And I'm Kieran. Uh, so today we're going to go over the uh, history-making Bellator card in Paris, France. Uh, so we'll do our obvious full fight breakdown that we normally do for that. Uh, and then today's bit of fun. We're going to do our um, top five finishes in various styles. Yeah. Uh, so we've got heck, well, finishes with with hands basically or elbows. Uh, finishes by kick or knee, and then finishes by submission. I say just a bit of fun there. So we're going to dive right into it and start with uh, so. As we say, Bellator made history in Paris, uh, the first major organisation to hold an event in the country. Big news for France, um, you know, when it was headlined by, uh, I don't know, could you call Czech Congo a legend? I would, yeah. He's been, been in the sport for quite some time, hasn't he? So, yeah. over 20 years. Yeah, right person to headline. It was a very fitting for him, I think. You know, if he retires now, he's, he's probably accomplished everything. Yeah. Just wanted to, with the exception of maybe a title, but um, he's he's helped make history. So fair play, and it was a um, was a really fun card. It was, it was. I've had a bit of I, I knew a bit about Bellator. I've watched a few cards in the past, but I wouldn't say I was a, a, a sort of fan of Bellator as like I am the UFC. Yeah, um, and I think this was your first time watching Bellator, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it was actually um, it was quite good seeing how they done it, and again fans were there for this one so yeah that was nice that was a nice touch um wouldn't have made sense for them to do it over there if there wasn't any fans i don't think yeah but um it was nice for czech congo even though it was only a thousand people it was nice for them to be able to be in front of his people yeah it was, it was nice nice for all of them we were uh, fighting in the hometown you know having that reception you know yeah well fair play to bellator i don't think anybody would have thought they'd be the ones to sort of break ground in france but Obviously, USA, I think, don't want to take the risk of travelling anywhere at the minute, bar and Fight Island. Yeah. Um, so, I think once it's a bit safer, they they'll they'll be right over there. They they never <laughs> they doesn't ever want to miss an opportunity, is he? So no, no, you'll probably see that soon. Oh yeah. Anyway, let let's get into the card then. So, um, just saying beforehand, it was a, a bit of a strange setup the way they done it. It was technically two cards that was on the night. So we you had Bellator two forty. And then Bellator Paris. So we're going to start start from the bottom, work our way up. So we start yeah. with the Bellator two four eight card, and the first fight was Mads Benel uh, against Darko Banovic. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, that 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 was a really good fight. I enjoyed that. That was straight out the gate, just good fighting. Um, quick finish. I think Mad Mad Benel, he done really well. Um, executing the takedown and just. Impose as well, and as soon as he got him down, wouldn't let him go. Yeah, it was a uh, pretty clinical from Benel. To be fair, I think, um, yeah, like I say, pretty clinical. It was good, solid performance, and rightly got the win. I think he uh, he deserved it. He was like I say, kind of. I think we've used this quite a bit in other episodes, but he kind of smothered them a little bit in the end, didn't he? And, um, yeah, it was very good ground and pound as well. You know, pushed his hips down, just started batting him, and didn't have an answer yeah. for it. No, which I'm not surprised. He was a. Uh, now he looked good. That was his debut in in Bellator. So yeah. Cage Warriors beforehand. That's right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, good good performance, good fight, good good way to start the card. Yeah. Um. So we are going to go through these a bit quicker than we do normally, uh, just because there's a lot of fights to go over here, and uh, obviously ten with fights. the yeah yeah ten fights, and then obviously we've got like fifteen finishes each to talk about a little bit. So <laughs> we're we're going to go through these a bit quicker than normal, but. Anyway, 
the next fight was um, Alan Omar. They were pronouncing it, even though it's spelled Omer. And uh, Ryan Scope, uh, which was a catchweight. Not sure who missed weight there, but um, yeah, Alan Omar was was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that um, and he was excellent. Both times, right to the solar plexus, absolutely took the wind out of him. Sometimes you just can't come back from from that, you know. When you yeah, the was... wind's that you took, the wind's being taken out. Yeah, you've got no answer but to cover it up. Yeah, no, it was a very it was a very polished. It was a very professional performance by Omar, the way he was hitting him with the punches, he realised they they were kind of getting through, but he was blocking a good portion of them. Hit him with the knee, uh, drops his, well, he drops him, but he drops his guard and then does it on the floor as well. Gets him with another knee to the body. Yeah. And he had no answer for it, scope. Um, Yeah, very, very good performance from Alan Omar. Got him out of there quick. Yeah. It seems to be a lot with the cards through the night, you know. Yeah, that's it. Alan Omar wasn't getting paid by the hour, was he, so... (laughs) (laughs) He was, I'm finishing this now and that's it, go away. Yeah, um, yeah. I want to so, go <laughs> <laughs> Next, we had uh, Oliver Enkamp and Emmanuel uh, Dower. Uh, so Enkamp got the win with a uh, Japanese necktie. You don't see them very often. No, no, I, I think you don't see them that often. Matthew were actually calling it a dash choke. Uh, yeah. He called it a dash choke, didn't he? But, um, yeah, he did. But, but the guy with the, the nickname The Future, you know, it's, it's a big statement. Yeah, he seemed uh, he seemed to live up to it. Yeah, again, good good performance. Um, as I say, it's always nice to see a a, a rarer submission. Uh, yeah. You know, we all love a good Kimura or rear naked choke, but seeing something a bit different just kind of uh, you know, gets you a little bit hyped up, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> gets you gets that Joe Rogan excitement going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no good um good performance. and camp looked. It, it, to be fair, I think that fight was kind of... I don't think it was really going one way or the other. For, I mean, it was a first-round finish, but I think um, for the first couple of minutes or so, it wasn't really going one way or the other. Yeah, it was quite um, even in, in the standard area, weren't it? Um, yeah, yeah. It went until then, but he got his takedown and then he worked his ground game, but it went his way, obviously. Yeah, no, it was good performance. He's fought to his strengths. Um, stand-up wasn't working to a point, so... Mix it up, go to the floor, and he's got the win. Fair play, excellent, yeah. excellent performance. Um, so the, the main event of Bellator two four eight part of the card was a uh, MVP Michael Venom Page against Ross Houston. Uh, now, again, this was your first time watching Bellator, so you didn't really know pretty much anything about MVP. No, I uh, no, I remember you uh, speaking about some other past episodes. Um, yeah, I recall recall his name, but. Yeah. I've never seen him fight. So I've seen him once or twice. He's he's one of the people I've sort of always noticed. Uh, I wouldn't say I've kept my eye on him, but I've noticed him from time to time. Um, the performance was, for MVP standards, it wasn't a great performance. No, I mean, you, you see his highlights and you see you know, how confident he is with his hands down. I mean, he, he puts people on their asses and he just stands there, you know, like, yeah, yeah that's done. No, but um, he said that the, the canvas was too sticky. Um, I mean, in the replays you can see it a bit, which is why he brought his guard up. But he he still performed good. I mean, that first round was weird because they were saying that the other fella could win the round just based off takedown, which I wasn't agreeing with because he never done any damage. Um, Yeah. That was just odd conversation for me. Um, Yeah, I think, as I say, just 
he was very different than what I'm used to seeing from MVP. Um, I just think there was so much. You look for that showmanship with him, and it just didn't seem to be there. I don't know yeah. if it was because he's had a fairly long layoff or timeout, stuff like that. I don't know if that's affected him, but I don't know. Like, he done enough to get the win, don't get me wrong, he did. Yeah. Um, but I don't think anyone thought that Ross Houston would give him as many problems as he did. No, he, he, he done well challenging him, he did. Um, as you know, as the what I've seen of MVP's highlights, he's very, very hard to challenge, you know, one defeat, which is by Lima, is it? Yeah. Is that his name at all? I mean, he is quite a, a puzzle, you know, even with his even with his ground game, you know. So he is a, a well-rounded fighter. It's not just his stand-up to his superior, you know, too, but yeah. he's got the ground game as well. Well, that was it. He was saying, you know, Ross Houston was trying to take him down and stuff, but it's not... <laughs> people say it all the time, just take him down, take him down. It, it's not that easier with MVP it's not just as simple as taking him down um, and he kind of showed that I think his takedown yeah. defence seemed seemed decent it wasn't perfect but it was okay yeah um, so uh, after MVP the next fight which was officially the prelims of uh, Bellator Paris so uh, Kieran Clark or Kieran I don't know they were saying it weird they, they say Kieran or Kieran or... yeah something like that yeah. but Kieran Clark and, and uh, Jean Endoy yeah, um, I think with Ndoy, he, he made a point of him being away for about seven years, um, which is a very long time to be able to MMA for. You don't know if he's mm-hmm. still being trained with that time as well. So how much of that time off has affected him, you're not too sure. But Clark, I think he's done really well. Um, had a game plan to get him down and just work on him, basically. I mean, he's done that well through all three rounds. Yeah, um, I mean, I didn't pick up that about him being out for um, for seven years. Like, but if if that is the case, um, I mean, yeah, I mean he's lost uh, unanimously. But to be out for seven years and perform as well as, like that, I mean, yeah, he's done okay. <laughs> um, Even near the end of the fight, he kind of almost got his own little submissions in the ones and yeah, yeah, yeah it's too little, too late, wasn't it? At the end, yeah. unfortunately, but. Um, no, I'd say he was he was he was okay. He was just um, I think Clark had it done. Clark didn't really look worried or troubled at all throughout the fight. No, he uh, he looked quite confident as well because uh, he had a pretty extensive amateur career, so he'd been able to establish himself before he turned pro. So he he, he did look good, you know, coming confident. In that took him to three and all, I think now in his professional career. So he. He certainly looks good. Yeah, I agree. Um, say good performance. We don't. I don't know how sort of how much experience Endoy had previously. Um, it, it's hard to say that that's probably not going to have an, a play play a role really anymore with with so long out. Mm. Um, but if he can, I say he had a few good good parts to his game. I think if he can work on it a bit more, and obviously maybe. Just get a few more fights under his belt. He could be a, he could be a decent little player in, in the featherweight division there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, next on to the only women's fight of the night, uh, Lucy Bertoud, I think. I and think Maggie, pronounced it Bertoud. Bertoud. <laughs> right, Bertoud. Guess she was French. Uh, and Magai Berchel. Yeah. Both, um, both French. Yeah. All right. Nice little grudge match, I suppose. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah um, right. Right. Woman won. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
I think. Uh, but Batal, Batal, Batude, whatever you want to call her, um, she's done really well. Um, apparently, she she was a very very good striker. She had a, a, a good boxing and that, but yeah, she comes down, she's she got to take down enough, and she changed the whole game plan. And sometimes that's what you've got to do when you become known at one particular thing is switch up your game. Um, and she came close with the submissions as well. The, Americana, I think it is from Mountain. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. She, she done, she done really well. And even when it did stand up, she was doing well getting punches off and the um, She didn't really look troubled. In being honest with you. Yeah, no, um, it looked pretty, pretty straightforward in all honesty. Um, just a good, good all round performance from Beto. Um, the first country Mountain in France, so it's a good accomplishment for her. Well, yeah, no one can ever take that away from her, can they? So. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, moving on to another featherweight fight, uh, Fabakari Diata and uh, Dominique Wooding. Um, so, yeah, I I had a, I had Diata winning um, by the end of the fight myself. Yeah, same. I think a first round you probably would give it to Wooden. You know, he had he had more of the good strikes, the leg kicks and that. Um, and I think Diata was just slow getting off his mark, and then second round he's. Come in, he's, he's done what he needs to do. He's got his confidence up, and well, he has done really well. The takedowns were good, which lifted yeah. him in the air and that. So, yeah, I think, I think at first, him. Wooden for me, he had a bit of a sort of almost like a John Jones vibe going on, going about him, like the way he was he was starting crouched down and stuff like that. Yeah, he was having yeah. he was having his hands very low. He was very he was very confident in yeah. his ability. But I say I think besides that first sort of two three minutes of the first round. Um, he didn't really offer much else. Um, yeah, he kind of faded after that. Um, I don't know whether it was Diata's pressure that kind of, you know, pushed him down. But um, going into that second round, it was just it was all all Diata, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, even with that, um, you know, the the knee strike um, when he was technically still grounded. Yeah. Um, he wasn't hurt by it or nothing, but like the fact that he took as much time as possible there more you know he took quite a bit of time there i think that shows that he knew he was losing and needed to sort of you know recapture his thoughts if you like get, a, yeah. get his burdens back a little bit um so that showed i think theater was just better once he got into the groove yeah um so on to the I suppose the main event of the prelims uh lightweight fight eves uh eve landu and terry brazier um Okay, now this, I actually let out a verbal, oh my God, <laughs> because it was so unexpected. Like, I was watching it and I was looking at Brazier and I was looking at the two of them. Brazier was such a big lightweight compared to Lando. Yeah, he yeah. Was, he was very big and I thought, part of me was thinking there's no way Lando is going to, not no way he can win, but I didn't think he'd knock him out, certainly. Yeah. Um, but the knee was spectacular. It was, and he was quite a... Quite the quite the firecracker, really. You know, throwing all power shots and that. Um, yeah, he's a very entertaining fighter. It, it was either he was going to get that, or he was going to be too wild and get caught. And I, I think the, the pressure from him was just probably not Frazier off his off his, uh, his track, basically. And yeah. The, to be fair, the shot itself didn't seem to catch him in a in a place you'd expect to see for a knockout but I think it was the fact he's caught him directly with the patella kind of thing it's not like it's been the muscle or anything it's, it's yeah. bone on bone yeah, so no, I think that's I think done the was, damage 
it was like sad yeah the way the boys would get hit mm. in the temple and all that's gonna it's mm. gonna do you in a bit and kind of protested that didn't because he was confused yeah which with a shot like that you are going to be confused you you don't know where you are after the shot like that let's be honest yeah you'd be shocked it, it when you that. wake up with all people around you're like oh what's going yeah, on that, the wind that good of a shot um so yeah good very very good win for lando um I say I probably I was half expecting Brazier to to come out with the win there. Like they said, he was a, a he was two way Bama champion, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. So you know, not that's that's a good accomplishment straight away. So he certainly got a bit of pedigree about him, Brazier. But it's one of them if you get if so if you get caught with a flying knee, it doesn't matter how good you are if you get caught with one, you you go and die. Yeah, as you say, a lot of the time it's bone on bones, so it's going to put you out, and if it yeah. doesn't, you've also got a hell of a chin. Yeah, great right shot. Yeah. Um, so on to the main card, technically, which only had two fights. So a very weird setup by Bellator yeah. the way they do it, but it was, it, it was a good good night of fights regardless. Um, so the co-main event was uh, Sal Rogers and Abdi uh, Mezidov. Yeah, that's um, about right. Abdi, Abdi, yeah. Yeah, so uh, again, I thought Sal Rogers looked big for the weight class. Yeah. Um, but... He was, yeah, I think he was better throughout. I thought it was going to be a different fight the way uh, Mezidov come out with the flying knee straight away. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I think Rogers just started a little trend, then, you know. Yeah, he definitely has. Coming out and wanting to get the flying knee. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but as I say, Rogers, I think if Rogers, he missed him obviously and Rogers laughed it off, but he done well to keep his composure. I think fighters can get a little bit sort of focused on on that and worried about sort of that kind of explosiveness explosiveness yeah. from fighters and i think he's done well to just keep a keep a calm head and uh he got got a well-deserved win i thought he was the better fighter throughout yeah i think that that's the thing and he just threw it straight off to give him something to think about you know it's always going to be there in the back of your mind like he's going to throw it again if i ever go in for a, a takedown or whatnot but um it's obviously not been the case, and he's got a very good submission with, with the real naked choke. Yeah, yeah, he got, yeah, did him well. It was a nice, yeah. very nice performance. Um, and so on to our main event of the evening, um, which was obviously a momentous, huge moment for Czech Congo against uh, Timothy Johnson. Um, I think the commentators, I think Mike and, and John were right with this one. I think he did seem a bit, a bit nervous yeah. with, the, with the occasion, which is understandable. I mean, you've been in the game for like 20 years and then after all this time you finally get to fight in front of your hometown. And I mean, I mean even having a thousand people there, it's going to be, you know, a big deal to, to exactly. his hometown. So. Exactly, it's a history-making moment, so I, I understand that he'd be nervous about it. Yeah. Uh, how did you have it scored? Um, probably the way they did, I think, split decision was, yeah, I, I don't know. I probably did have a 29-28 uh, Johnson in all honesty I think Johnson prob- I think Johnson just done more in yeah. the rounds that he won I think Congo done okay in the second round getting the mm. take down and landing them few punches and stuff but I just think overall I don't think I don't think Czech done quite enough to, to get the win No I think in first rounds definitely went to Johnson he had a lot of work on the cage you know close to actually finishing him but you know you can never count Congo out second rounds um, Congo was been a lot better working the strike and getting the takedown like around there and then third round was kind of similar to the first with the pressure against the cage and 
you know, the shots and the clinch. So, yeah, I think Johnson definitely deserved the win. Yeah, absolutely. But no, it was a good, it was a good card overall. Um, you know, it definitely makes me want to see more Bellator. Um, yeah. Obviously, at, at the time of this recording, there was a card on yesterday, I believe, um, which we, we may come back to. But I think for the next episode, we're going to, again, go to another promotion. We're going to try and steer away from UFC for a few episodes just to broaden our horizons, as we said, yeah. from sort of episode one. So I think we might look at one or even Ryzen or something next. Yeah, um, you've got a few, haven't you? Like, Victor, I think I've got one coming in November, is it November 20th or... Something like that, yeah. They've, it's good there's that many promotions out yeah. there these days. It's not like you've just got to, you know, back in the day, you would have had to sort of choose between, like, it, it, in America anyway, and sort of Japan. It was like, choose between UFC and Strike Force and Pride. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now there's, there's that many different ones. And, you know, credit to UFC, they've give a lot of them a platform by putting them on Fight Pass. Yeah. So they get an exposure with people that wouldn't have seen them otherwise. Like, we wouldn't have been able, like LFA, when we reviewed that, Mm. A couple of episodes about there's no way we would have been able, we wouldn't have even come across that no, if it no. wasn't for Fight Pass. Exactly. So, I edited the UFC for giving these promotions a, a bit of a spotlight and um, helping them gain a bit of a bit of exposure, really. Yeah, because it also helps them like with open coming fights, you know, get yeah, into the UFC, basically. Well, that's it. It's a good tool, you know, it's a good marketing tool for them promotions to get their brand out there, but it's a good tool for UFC as well because they can go back and watch these events and go, yeah, this kid looks good. He looks like he's going to be a, a, a very good fighter. She looks like a world beater. So it's a good tool all around. It makes makes sense from every single way you look at it for them to yeah. be on there. So I'm more than happy that we get to have a look at some of these other promotions. Same. Um, so, like we say, a bit of fun, which we'll, we'll try and do something like this every episode. Um, but the bit of fun today is top five finishers. Um, so... Finishes with hands uh, or elbows. Finishes by kick or knee, and then finishes by uh, submission. Yeah. So we've we've both picked five for each of them. Um, we've got done it in a slightly different way to each other. So I've done mine in no particular order. Just five of each that I really like, and you've done yours as in a, a one to five, haven't you? Yeah. Um. So what we'll do, if the way we'll do it is, you say your first one, then I'll say mine, and we'll we'll go back and forth like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we'll start with um, we'll start with punches and elbows for your finishes. Uh, so at number five, what have you got for you? Uh, number five, I have uh, McGregor versus Aldo. Um, no, I think that is a very good knockout. Um, but there's other fancy knockouts that I enjoy more. Um, yeah, yeah I, I like that knockout. You got him coming in doing things that you got clipped as well, but st- still not taking anything way far from but. McGregor yeah. versus Aldo was number five for me. Okay, yeah, I was, I mean, admittedly, I was going to include that myself, but as you know, we neither of us are fans really of yeah. McGregor, so Mate, I tried to put. We're, we're not fans of his character. We, we can't deny his, his skill. Oh, no, you can't, fighter, you can't you know. deny his ability. Just, just, um, to, just to put that across, I don't think we're like major hating, but. We're, no, we're not. We don't like his character. We'll, for his fighting, I'm, I'll never shy away from giving him credit for his yeah. fighting. Um, but I'd rather not have him involved in, in my top five. Yeah. Um, I think, don't get me wrong, I think for the shock factor of that, that's, that is a brilliant knockout. Yeah. More than anything, the way he the way he just, he, he knew exactly what, what Aldo was going to do. He, he'd obviously, he'd looked at his game very closely, knew yeah. he was going to 
sort of go for it and he's counted it and as I say for the shock factor for how long had Ronaldo lost for I think it was a good few years wasn't it yeah quite a while and you know so, a lot of people can uh, consider Aldo one of the goats as well so it's, it's yeah. a big thing yeah to be honest in fairness right I just want to point this out I always want McGregor to lose that goes without saying for me <laughs> but one fight that I would actually would actually back him for now would be a rematch with Aldo because Jose Aldo was being a bitch about trying to get another fight with him in the past anyway. Yeah. Being a whiny little bitch and I think you lost, accept it, move on, it's not happening. So yeah, yeah. if it did ever happen again, I would be Team McGregor for that one and that's okay. the one and only fight ever. Well, there you go. Um, you know, at least he's got no, a plan no, for the fight. No place, fight. no place in MMA for whiny little bitches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so my number five, let's say, but as I say, mine's in no particular order. Yeah. Um, is Francis Ngannou against Alistair Overeem? Listen, to be honest with you, I'd put like names or like across my paper who I might consider, and Ngannou is one of them. That, that I mean, mm. I've never uh, just, I mean, everyone knows about Overeem, uh, not Overeem, Ngannou's power, yeah, but just and we know Overeem is, is capable of being knocked out, we know it's happened before, it'll probably happen again, but just the nature of the way it happened. It was just out of the blue. It was just phenomenal. It took his head off. Yeah, I mean, like, Abby fell as well. Was just... He was snoozed. Yeah. Um, but it was like one of them proper, his toes curled, knockout. Like, yeah. he was stiff as a board. It was just, it was a fantastic knockout. And it was, it was a real shock. It was a, it was a wow factor knockout. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're the best ones sometimes when you're like, ooh, you know. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> uh, so go on, what's number four for you? Uh, number four, I've got Gaia uh, Rodriguez versus the Cream Zombie. Because um, this, this is like. Crazy. It's crazy, it's creative. Like, he's causing coming in, but he's causing like an a, a overhanded elbow, even though that makes no sense. That's what it yeah, was, in a it way. Was, yeah, it was good. Okay. So, I have got one. So, so that was me third one I was going to mention. So, I'll talk about that now as well. Because okay. I've, I've got it in there as well. It was just. <laughs> Yeah, like you say, the creativity of it. Um, I, 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 I don't know. Part of me still doesn't think he meant it. Um, it was the way, just the way he done it was was phenomenal. It was just nobody seen it coming. Yeah. At all, and the zombie definitely. Like it was, it it was practically <laughs> like it was the equivalent of a buzzer beater in basketball. Yeah. Um. So yeah, great knockout. Um. Okay, so yeah, we've we've both got yeah Rodriguez and uh, Korean Zombie there, so we'll move on. So number three for you. Number three for me is uh, this is like another wow factor. Czech Congo versus Papari. Um and I think it's one of the best comebacks ever. But they nearly put him out like three or four times and he managed to come I, I did one at uppercut in, in the top five and ended up with, with Congo, but it's the whole Factor of it, you know, maybe being knocked, knocked out four or five times and catching them with the brilliant upcuts. Yeah, it was it was really good, and he talked about that in um in in the Bellator card just gone, didn't he? So yeah, they were talking about that. No, that that was a good one. Um, and I have got a similar one to that uh, coming up in a moment, but I'm going to talk uh, next. I'm going to go Dan Endo and uh, Michael Bisping. <laughs> yeah. Um. And number two. That, <laughs> so with that one, there was a lot of bad blood, obviously, between them at the time. Yeah. Um, and at the time, I wasn't a Bisping fan. Um, yeah, same. And so I think that was more, that was, it was a great knockout. He caught him, brilliant, lovely. 
um, and then the extra one on the floor. But I think there was a bit of a there was a there was a happiness factor about it for me as well because, as I say, I didn't like him at the time. You know, I think being being a man <laughs> kind yeah. of come into it for me at the time. But, yeah. Um. It, but you can't take nothing away from the knockout. I mean, it was spectacular. Right. Hit him on the button, put him clean out, and you know it. You know the image of him on the floor has been made a meme now. So yeah. that shows you how good knockout <laughs> it was. Yeah. Uh, so that. Yeah, that that's that's like what you said before. Like, it's one of them ones with toes curled, you know, stickers aboard. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, that's obviously your number two as well. So. Obviously, you hold that in very high regard, as much as you both love Bispin these days. Yeah, um, yeah. So, considering that you're number two, um, I'm going to go on straight on to my next one as well, if that's all right. Yeah. Um, so, my next one is uh, Robbie Lawler against Melvin Manoweth. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know if you've seen this one yourself. Essentially, yeah. Manoweth is absolutely destroying Lawler all fight. Kicking the leg, Robbie can't stand. His yeah. leg is black and blue and then out of nowhere Robbie comes over the top with this big haymaker and puts him asleep like when you talk when you talk comebacks it was again it was like mind blowing it was like what just happened like Robbie come away looking like he'd lost he was hobbling he he literally couldn't walk Um, and it was Uh, just again it was one of them proper wow factor finishes I was going to say that in terms of comebacks it sounds like it's up there yeah, if you haven't seen it, when we're done here later, uh, get on get on YouTube and, and have a look because it is it is spectacular the way yeah. he does it. I will do. Um, I, I might have seen it, but I can't actually recall it yeah. at the moment. Yeah, I think I only. I'll be honest. I only sort of found out this, about this today. So uh, I was talking with somebody about this particular fight because we were just talking about Robbie Lawler. Yeah. And, um, he, he mentioned this fight to me so I thought I'm going to have to have a look at that and then it's one of them you know as soon as you see it and you're like okay that's unbelievable yeah yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it was it was unbelievable it really was brilliant so yeah that's my next one so uh, number one hand elbow knockout then what have you gone for um, number one I've actually um, this is another like circumstantial one it's uh, Nunes against Cyborg uh, this is just based based on the fact that um Cyborg was known for like knocking people out, you know, finishing almost everyone. And Nunes does that exact same thing to where he literally puts it out, you know. That, that's one of the big reasons why it's number one is the whole circumstance around it. And it is a great knockout. Yeah, very good decision. Can't argue with that. Um, so again, don't forget mine in no particular order. But my <laughs> final one is uh, Rashad Evans. Uh, knocking out Chuck Liddell. I was going to put that one in there as well. Um, it, it was hard. <laughs> yeah, I had the most trouble. To be honest, I actually had the most trouble with submissions. Um, but this one, it was just... I think the connection was fantastic. The way Liddell has just fell face first. Yeah. Like, it spun him kind of thing. And he's landed face first on the mat. Um, again, I think just this sort of spectacularness I've created the word there I think but yeah. <laughs> you know the, the wow factor again of it was was the key component for that of me um, and yeah I mean I was watching a video just to try and you know remember some of the better knockouts and yeah. Richard was on a good few of them yeah yeah he was his, his head kick and that I can't remember yeah, yeah. that's an impressive one but another 
think that stands out about the Chocodel one is like the timing of like the light and putting someone takes like a picture until the yeah. tune gets knocked out at that time. But um, yeah, yeah, everything about it was great. That's a great knockout, but I've got an honourable mention. Um, Rumble Johnson against Grover Teixeira. Um, that's oh, like yeah. an upcut one that I was going to use. Grover just goes yeah. on his arms. To be honest, one I was going to use, and it wasn't necessarily for like the explosiveness of the punches or anything like that. It was just, it was a punches and bunches one. It was a uh, Vitor Belfort on Van der Leyen over. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just the way one. he's like, he catches him with one and then just hits him with a flurry. Yeah. Like across the cage, <laughs> so it was that was that was fun, but um, yeah. So let's move on to the finishes by kicks. Now, I mentioned this to Kieran before I uh, before we went live, and I've cheated a little bit with this one. So if you don't mind, I'm gonna go first with this because I picked it. six, um, and you'll understand why. So I couldn't, I couldn't, I'd picked me five already, yeah. and then thought to myself, I can't leave out. Joaquin Buckley and then put and I can't leave it out <laughs> but I, I'm not taking any others out as well so yeah, um, yeah. that's my little bonus one that I just had to put in there I mean wow <laughs> okay well, I, I've got that in there um, I've got that in as number three as great okay. as a knockout it is um, would you be able to do that everything that probably was put you know it was just I've just you know I've just never seen anything like that um, it, it, it was it was it, impressive it was like it reminded me of a wrestling move. Like, yeah. it, it reminded me of something you'd seen in WWE. Yeah, a lot of people have made uh, little things about it, you know, like uh, it's a Mortal Kombat thing, you know. The yeah, ones on it, it where they just... kick him and he turns twice and breaks <laughs> on the floor, you know, there's, there's a lot yeah. of things with it. And it, it beats what they spoken about for years, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was it was very good. And, um, you know, me and you were both were both a little bit gutted, weren't we? Because we, we were, we, Become like fans of Kasang and I from um, yeah. fight a couple of weeks back. It was so, against Patolo, I think we become yeah, fans yeah. of him then. We kind of, I think a lot of people become fans of him then and we're really rooting for him. Um, and again, he, he's quite humble, so he's he's talked a lot and he, he'll move on. Um, yeah. But again, uh, really good, really good knockouts. Yeah. Right, so if, if that's your number three, I, um, I'll go again with my next one for the time being. Yeah. Um, so for me, first proper one that I chose. Um, so I finished off the punching with Rashad. I'm going to start off technically the kicking with Rashad as well. Okay. And um, it was the knockout of Sean Salmon. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the um, It was. There was nothing necessarily overly spectacular about it. I think it was just inch perfect. He caught yeah. him absolutely perfectly, and it was just a. It was just a really good, clean knockout. Um, the time and it was just like yeah yeah it's like it was i think what it was for me it was one of them you look at it and think right put that video up in any mma gym in any you know muay thai gym and anything like that that's what you want your kick to be that's yeah. how good you want your kick to be and i think that's what it was about it for me yeah it's like pitch perfect in it you know it yeah absolutely i, I um, do like that in the house that, that was one of was considering also yeah what did um, you go with at number five then Number five, so uh, there's too many bloody knockouts basically. Um, but uh, fastest Kyle in UFC, uh, Masvidal and Askren. Um, it, it was impressive and, you know, it was, against, it was shocking and it was against Ben Askren. And the uh, super necessary punches after it was just. <laughs> it, it was a really good knockout. Yeah. Well, I, I have got that in my list as well. So, um, 
I think that one was always that one was going to come into it inevitably. Yeah. Um, for obvious reasons, he, he broke the record. Um, again, bad blood between Askren and Masvidal made it that much, but it was just yeah. Again, similar to the Conor McGregor one um, on Aldo, I think when you see videos of them beforehand practicing that exact move that they win the fight with. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's not a one-off. It's not something that they've just tried there and then. It's not out the blue. Yeah, Yeah, it's been methodical. So, that's off the Masvidal. It was a great knockout. Um, So, do you want to go straight in with your number four then? Okay, number four, um, I have Neil Tomachira versus Randy Couture. Is the 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 crassy kid gets the crane kiss essentially and (laughs) knocks Couture's tooth out. You see it both flying up the cage. and like that, that one when I first seen it shocked me because I, I think before that, um, the biggest one was Silver versus Belfort. Yeah, that was a big shock to everyone, and that was one of the honorable mentions. But I think Machida took a step ahead and you know implemented the crane kick against them, and it was yeah. it was important as well because I said he'd figured a way out to beat Machida, um, but obviously he didn't. <laughs> yeah. So um, I did have that one in, and I replaced it with this one, um, and it's Gabriel Gonzaga on Mirko Krokop. Um, yes. Now yes. that yeah. one, again, it wasn't. It was a spectacular knockout, but not for the actual kick itself. It was more that nobody was expecting it. If I, you, everyone's expecting Mirko Krokop to win with a head kick there, not the other way around, and That's he's absolutely he folded them in half. That's it. That that's my number two, and that's for the exact oh, same reason. It's you would expect Krokop to get that sort of kick. I think when he come in, he was feared because of his his kicks, and Gonzaga goes up against him and beats him with his own movement, essentially. Yeah. Um, and it is again, it's how he puts him on his ass. His, his leg is all so he literally he like, literally folded them. <laughs> he, he put him in a cemetery, you know. That's, that's, yeah. That's, <laughs> So, um, so consider all right. If that was your number two, then I'm gonna go to my next one, and I've got a feeling this is probably gonna end up being your number one. To be honest, one. but hopefully I'm wrong. Um, Edson Barboza on Teddy Atom. Number one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it, it, every time I see it, it's just it's it, it always has that wild factor. It's yeah. I mean, there's been a few spin head kicks in UFC since, but that one always stands out, especially how, you know, Etan went down and he went down like he was holding the kettle or something or a cup for him, you know, like yeah. that just stayed stiff, you know. Um, that's yeah, Teddy Etan's going to live forever in, in UFC for the wrong reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But <laughs> that, that to me is like the most impressive um, knockout in terms yeah. of kicks or knees. Yeah, uh, can't argue with that. Um, so obviously that being your number one I have got one more to go over and it's my only non-UFC finish of all of them and it's um, again you might not have seen this but it's MVP uh, knocking out Cyborg Um, which one I might have seen in the highlights so it's it's basically what happens is Cyborg's about to go in for the takedown and uh, MVP just jumping knees him in the skull yeah. And fractures a skull, he caves his head in yeah, just, quite literally. Is that all me? Just stands there again, and then just it? stands there. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the MVP. People know. Yeah, that's, yeah. And that MVP, as I say, wasn't wasn't there as much this weekend. But yeah, 
that knockout was just, as I say, for him, he, he quite literally, I don't know if you've seen the x-rays from after it, he genuinely quite literally caved his skull in. So it was, it was brutal. Um, there was no way he could have continued, but he'd done brilliant. It was a great, great knee. Yeah. Uh, so again, go back and give it a watch. Um, I've seen it in the highlights, but I can't get around to watching the, the, the full fight. <laughs> okay, so we move on now to uh, submission finishes. Yeah. Um, so again, mine are going to be in no particular order, but I'll let you go first with your number five. Uh, first, number five is Matthews against Frank Trigg. Uh, this is mostly because... <laughs> have you got it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is mostly because he was in a su- submission himself. He defended it. He takes him down. He has that, you know, that big, crazy run across the octagon, thrown to the floor, and gets his own really choke. I mean, that's it. Like, there's not. I don't actually need to say anything else because yeah, it's exactly yeah. the same reasons I put it in there for. Um, the way he got out of the submission, as you say, ran across the crowd, was going mad. Yeah, uh, it does. It, it, it gives you finish like, himself. Goosebumps, you know, when you yeah. see him lift them up and run across the octagon. Like, yeah. Metal. So yeah, I'm genuinely. I don't need to say anything more about that. Um, <laughs> so my first one I've got is a uh, Frank Mir on Big Nog. Been number one. <laughs> <laughs> no, and again, it's it's the circumstances around it. You know, he was no gainer almost had them. And in the first fight, he didn't go to the ground with him because he kind of feared no gainer in terms of submissions. The second fight, I think he got told he can submit him. You know, yeah. do it. Don't be afraid. And that, that come on it, like the fact that he's, he's had it, no gainers with him. He's He's kind of counted that and went with went with the motion, and then yeah. he's sunk it in and basically snapped Nogueira's arm or shoulder. Yeah, brutal. Yeah, I've got to admit, Frank Mir does appear twice on my list, but the other one isn't the one you're going to expect. So I'm going to talk about it now. But obviously, he also broke uh, Tim Sylvia's arm. That's yeah. what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! He's yeah, there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the fight is over. The fight, and like yeah. Sylvia doesn't even know his arms broke. He's trying to lift them up. He's like. Your arm. Like, yeah, he's like, your arm is broken. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so I have got another Frank Mir one, but as I say, it's not that one. So um, we're good to go there. Um, so so we've already talked about your number five and your number one, inadvertently. So what was your yeah. number four? Number four, uh, uh, Charles Oliveira over um, Eric Wisely. Have you seen this one? Explain it to me and I'll tell you. Um, it's the calf slicer. So essentially... It's yeah, they have. Yeah, I was thinking of putting that in, but I never. It's like using a person's weight against them, essentially, you know. Yeah, it, it, the, it the pressure on his knee. Hurt. Yeah, the knee, the calf, because you've Locked got your leg in there, you're pulling the body towards you, you know. So that, that's uh, impressive, and it's rare, you know, you're able to see it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so my next one, obviously, you talked about my, what would be my next one, which was Matthews and Frank Trigg. Yeah. Um, so with my next one, I've gone for Alexi Olenek and uh, Victor Pesta. Okay, was so, this the um, was it the Peruvian? Uh, uh, no, oh, it was the Ezekiel choke. Was Ezekiel choke? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, <laughs> he thought you know Pesta thought he was in control and he already had the choke in on him. It was like yeah. a, almost like a reverse rear naked in in a kind of strange way. Or, it was, yeah, but it's kind of like you, you have to really make it, but you also bring your arm behind and yeah. kind of grab your own arm and stay, yeah. 
Yeah, so I chose that for the rarity of it. Um, yeah. Because I'd never seen anything like it before, and you're watching it, and you're thinking, he's definitely losing it, and then the other fellas tapping out, and like, hang on a minute, what happened yeah. there? Yeah. <laughs> it's one of them where you'd have to go back and look at it and go, oh, right, okay. It is, and it's because, like, the most positions are always, like, one of the most dominant positions. You think, oh, if they're dead, you can't be losing, but yeah, exactly. And stuff like the easy job, it's not the case. Yeah. Um, so, are we up to number three for you, Arby? Number three, yeah. So, I went with, um, again, rarity of it, and being the first in UFC is Zombie versus Garcia 2. Um, the Twister. You got it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, yeah, as I say, the, the rarity of it and the fact that he's the first one to do it and how, how he executes it was was brilliant because I don't think Garcia was expecting it at all yeah um, that's a, again exactly the reason I've chosen um, I, again I watched the UFC's official video at the top like 20 submissions but then I found another one which was like non-official UFC one yeah. the rarest UFC submissions so I watched that which is our new the Olenek one and that was oh, in there okay. yeah. and um, my last one um, which will I'll mention in a minute. It'll be in there as well. Um, but yeah, no, that was a that was a great one. The twister, like you say, very rare. You don't see them often at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, just Korean zombie who uh, fighting this weekend should be fun. Yeah. On, actually, yeah, should be. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to talk your number two then, and then I'll go on to my last one? Okay, number two. So with this, this is just another thing that's never been seen, but it's kind of a, a basic submission. It's a Demetrius Johnson against Ray Borg and it's the kind of flying armbar you know, oh yeah, yeah I remember that, like, that man's just spectacular and <laughs> to, yeah. to be able to do that so you throw someone up and in mid air get him in the armbar like who does that you know again it was like something... Johnson who does that <laughs> yeah again it was like something you'd see out of WWE yeah, yeah. like and it was just but yeah it was, it was phenomenal the way you done it um, and it was almost—I don't know—it was almost like Ray Borg was letting him, but it's like I suppose he didn't have a choice. Like, yeah, I'm, he's I'm getting... fast as well, and adding Joe Rogan's, you know, reaction to it, it makes it even better. You know, <laughs> Joe Rogan's <laughs> reactions make everything better. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So my final one. Um, so it is a Frank Mia submission, and it's not the Tim Sylvia one. I and I know what go. you're thinking, and I know what you're thinking, and it's not the Brockles no one either. No, I'm not thinking that one. Is okay, one more? What one are you thinking? Is it the inverted shoulder lock? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah. That's really good. Again, it's the rarity of it. Mina. Yeah, against uh, Pete Williams. Yeah. Um, I, I think that was one of Mia's first fights, I think. Yeah, it was, it was an early one. Like yeah. Um, as I say, with the submissions, there was a lot I could have put in there. Um, as I say, I was going to go for... I was going to go for, like, Diaz and McGregor, just because it was McGregor losing. Um well, I was going to go with a uh, Diaz one, which is the uh, Pellegrino, I think it is. It's yeah, where he celebrates. Yeah, yeah. I was going to put that in it. as well, but um, no, I went with I went with the Frank Mir one because I'd never I've never seen anything like that inverted shoulder lock in my life. Um, yeah. it was just completely weird and it looked extremely painful. And yeah, I suppose yeah. that's what you want to accomplish, isn't it? Yeah, well, he's, um, he's definitely snapped some limbs in his day, hasn't he? So. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's our uh, our top 
15 or in my case 16 finishers of all time anyway well, in um, case 20 <laughs> <laughs> honestly I, I could have went on for days um, but yeah it was you know that was that was interesting we had some similar opinions and some different opinions so yeah. it was fun um, so for this episode we are going to leave it here um, I hope you've all enjoyed it um, as you know you can find us on social media at MMA Judgment Pod yeah um, and just you know Give us a like, give us a follow. Like we always say, any feedback you've got, positive or negative, let us know. We're, we're always looking to take it on board and, and learn if we can and improve. So yeah. we, are st- we are still new at this. But, you know, we enjoy what we do and we uh, hope you do too. Yeah. So uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks.